a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me lead, Hamish. I'm always firmly on the lead. Thank you, Ando. Ahoy. <laughs> Ahoy to me vice, Jack. Uh, Ooh, watch. I've picked a curling watch out for team. His, watch out for his pins. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I thought we were actors in a play. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you thought you might have been vice like... What's, what's, what's the vice? <laughs> like supporting actor. Okay. Maybe yeah. it's a theatre so, term. Hey, the lead in curling, I'm to, of oh, course, referring to, <laughs> to, uh, to the Winter Olympic sport where they brush the ice. You throw the first two rocks and you sweep the next six. Yes. A good leader <laughs> will often uh, sweep from behind. What? No. It's the saying we have in what? curling. <laughs> the whole, your whole point is sweeping in front yeah. of the rock. No, no, sweep, sure. sweep at the end of the at the end of the set. I'll, I'll throw oh, the sorry. first few rocks, guys, <laughs> and then I'll I'll jump on sweeping because my arms knackered by then. I was just really worried that you were rolling a rock down and then behind it, cleaning up behind it. As <laughs> <laughs> it did a poo. Um, <laughs> the vice. He throws the fifth and sixth rocks at the end. Must be good at all shots. Ah, yes, I Jack. I always just assumed that the broomers were always the broomers and the throwers were always the throwers. (laughs) You're thinking of Quidditch. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, do you remember when we had, like, I remember it was probably about eight or ten years ago that for one hot minute, one afternoon, we were like, let's do it, let's Let's go to the Winter Olympics as the Australian curling team. Like, thought we'd come up with a great loophole. Yeah, no, because no, we're like, surely we're not like, enough people do curling. No one cares about curling. What if we really cared about it? And Eddie, the Eddie the Eagle, he was like, you know, they made a movie about him. Like these, these yeah. Winter Olympians that come from countries that don't have any snow, and like they, cool, they like cool runnings. Is a great cool runnings. Example. Like, let's do that. Then we were like, this is great. It's going to be like us two, two of our mates. Yeah. Like, and then we discovered that a. You only qualify individually for the team. Yeah. So even if by some miracle one of us made it on, it'd be like, you know, us and like Warren and Trevor and like Keith <laughs> on, on the, on the yeah. Australian curling team. Two, despite all us all our yelling about how Australian doesn't have a curling team or we must be so bad at it, we're actually, we do have a curling team and they're pretty good. <laughs> you have to be top 16 in the world to go to the Winter Olympics and we were like 19th in yeah. the world. So, so that was a, it was a real, I still feel really deflated over that. Yeah. I would have loved to go to the Winter that Olympics. That and when we tried to buy the rights to How Bizarre, that song. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because he says in the lyrics, want to know the rest, hey, buy the rights, and we couldn't. Uh, I'm a bit deflated about both those things. He, was, eh? he, he ran into a bit of legal troubles, didn't he? Yeah, well, I think he ran Went into prison. life troubles. I yeah, think, I think he might not still alive be alive. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> anyway, you have ideas, you let them blossom live, <laughs> and then you um, <laughs> shelve them quietly off air. <laughs> classic <laughs> Peter outs. Another couple of classic Peter outs. <laughs> Let's also say ahoy to Courtney Ham. Ahoy. Ahoy, Hamish, Andy and Jack. Courtney here. I just thought I'd take the opportunity to say that for once your lengthy upload system hasn't failed you given the recent WhatsApp outage. That could have been a disaster for you. So nice way to avoid that and a big thumbs up. In saying this, it was only a five-hour outage, so I still might not have the upper hand at the end of the day when I go to upload this voice message on your website. 
Cheers. Not worth risking it, though. Good point, Courtney. WhatsApp Slow and did, steady. WhatsApp did have an outage for five hours. No for one could send anything. But then after that, went back to the lightning-fast secure encryption service we know it for but, and but would, would love to have as a part of the show. Can't risk another outage, though. I'd love, <laughs> I would love to go to... I was actually no. thinking of going to oh, WhatsApp. Oh, wow, on that then, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, Not that morning. Yeah, that morning. And then wow. suddenly an outage and you're like, well... Oh. You've done yeah. your dash here. <laughs> never, heard of, never heard of email going down. So we'll stick with what we know. Oh, well, well, yeah, Camille's a bad news to all those in, in excited to um, run the gauntlet. Um, you know, as we always say, get a comfy chair, get some trail mix, keep your fluids up, and enjoy the upload process. HamishandAndy.com. Ham, exciting announcement today. In fact, we're getting a guest on to help announce it. Uh, Hogs. Man of ideas, but also chief distribution officer for, for all of Hamish and his merchandise. <laughs> yeah. uh, ahoy to you, mate. Hey, boys. How's it going? Very good, good Horgo. Well, um, better than you at the moment. Can we just can we just tap into your last two weeks? Because I've had a bit of a giggle with you. You've had to cancel a few plans uh, for catching up. Why is that, Big Hogs? Oh, we had a uh, we had a COVID case in the in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Not good. So I uh, have got on the tools. I've been picking books for two weeks. So you've been back on the forklift out there. Yeah. What kind of hours are you doing, mate? Oh, mate, I'm 14 hours a day. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I haven't seen you drive a forklift for a very long time, Hogs. The last time I saw you drive a forklift, it was you sending us videos of you doing trick forklift stuff like fast, fast parallel parks and things like that. <laughs> Um, are you, have you got time to have any fun on the forklift or is it just flat out? Oh, plenty of time, plenty of fun on there, obviously. But, um, <laughs> no, Orgs, you're the it's, boss it's now. Long. You own the place. Yeah, you're not meant your to company. tell people to have fun on the forklift. It's high vis, it's a hard yeah. hat, it's it follow. It is a serious machine. <laughs> the, the pallets go seven high now, so if you if you knock the, right, the racking over, mm. it's like a domino effect. You just don't want to do it. But, but um, Hang on, have you done that? No. Has anyone done it in your factory? No. Oh, you, you'd basically kill everyone in the factory. <laughs> what? Okay, so that's, it's, a, it's a bit of a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to use your exact phrase from before, you don't want to do it. You don't want to kill everyone in the factory. Have, okay, have a look online. There's a few YouTube ones where people of the forklift drivers run into a racking and, um, oh. Shouldn't the racking be more really secure? Bad. Yeah, but it's you can't guarantee anything, can you? <laughs> like there's, there's, broad, broad disclaimer. <laughs> there are, but when, there are when, safety when, guards around the, the end of them, but if you go hard enough. Okay, okay. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Hogs, this is all this is happening at the warehouse on a day that you want to announce something with regards to Power Moves Book Volume 2. Are you sure you're capable? When do you get your staff back? Because we know there's going to be a huge rush yeah. for the volume two for Power Moves book. The first one sold out. Yeah, and it was also there was a flood, you know, early days with the first one too. And we, you know, we've been through this before. There was the the mistimed pre-order um, <laughs> of us mistakenly thinking that six months out people would enjoy pre-ordering it, and mm. that just sort of came across as it was already available. And we just don't want to. We don't want any. You know, we want it to be a frictionless system. Yeah. No. Well, full staff's back tomorrow. Okay. So, Orgs is off the forklift. 
yes. as of tomorrow. Oh, good. So everything's going to be up to date. the 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 printer has announced today that they've they've um, they've finished printing. All right, and and do they and we don't know how many. Oh, do they know? Remember we said that last time where they just turn the machine on, and yeah. it just prints as many books. And when they get roughly. To, it's like filling up with petrol. You get roughly yeah. to the fifty dollar mark. You don't care if it spills it's, over. It, it's like they're doing a just the guessing amount of jelly beans in a jar. They they, <laughs> yeah. they don't know how many it's going to spit out. Yeah. So do you know how many they've printed? Um, no, not as yet. We've put the order in. Could be a few thousand more, a few thousand less. So but that's the part that I just perplexing. Unbelievable. Perplexing. And these are the best in the business, are they? Oh, best in the business. But you can, you can't you can't just then just stop like. And I'll, maybe they just they just do a, a day's shift, so they get. No, I know, but it just it, it is just. A, I mean, you we're acting like it's it's um completely inappropriate for a customer to ask for an exact quantity. Yeah, like yeah. at the bakery, when you go half a dozen poppy seed knot rolls, yeah, and they can. go, "Oh, mate, well, I'm obviously not going to be land. I'm not going to land a number perfect. I mean, I'll just start my tongs going, and when I feel I've done enough, I'll hand the bag over. You could get eleven, could get three. How could I possibly stop it at six? <laughs> so, okay, so we'll, hopefully they're not short of. <laughs> that's amazing. And you don't, we don't find out alien until, concept. when do we find out, like when they, when they come in, eventually when they're shipped, or do they do some kind of stock take off the back of the printer coming out of their warehouse? They basically let us, they'll put it on the ship and then let us know how many they're shipping. Right, so someone at the shipping dock is doing the counting, and that's <laughs> hire that guy to go and work at the factory if he knows how to count. <laughs> okay, so they've made an announcement, which I like the idea that they've stopped the whole factory and made an announcement that the printing's finished, <laughs> and, uh, and then the guessing game begins. <laughs> and, Who knows how many we did? And so when, like, obviously shipping has been tough during this pandemic time. It's getting better. When can we expect them to arrive in Australia? Well, we've booked a sh- we've booked a ship, which is good. Yes, Have, I didn't forget to do that. <laughs> um, and it's going to arrive late November. Have you forgotten to book a ship before? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you. Well, yeah, you've got to. <laughs> So many parts, aren't there, Hogs? I don't envy it. Yeah. I mean, so many moving parts. It's like, yeah. it, you know, it's as if, like, if Uber Eats didn't, wasn't invented, like, you've got to call the restaurant, put your order in, then call the kitchen at the restaurant and go, did you get the order? Are you cooking it? How many are you yeah. cooking? Not saying. Are we just cooking a bunch of curry? And when it's, we'll just start filling up packets. Okay, we'll keep doing that. I'm going to book the guy to come and get it. Okay. So, Hogs, yeah. late November. Yeah. Have you booked someone to take the sh- the books when the ship gets in yes. from the ship to the warehouse? Oh, that's basically just automatic. I just okay. So they'll do that for that's you. That's part of booking the ship. Okay. Oh, full service. <laughs> ship a, and truck. Is it a tick box? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're booking a ship. Would you also like to book a truck? <laughs> and how many units do you have on board? Tick here for books. We know you can never know the amount of books. All other items must have a specific number. <laughs> All right. So late November. Late November. Triumph. Well done. So, <laughs> this exciting. is great. What so, we really do you appreciate think, is if we get the orders in early enough, mm-hmm. then we can print out all the labels, mm-hmm. 
1st of December, we're just going to just be slapping labels on all these books. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously in the, uh, the beautiful packaging again. Yeah, of the, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really, as as we say, it's really two things for the price of one. Yep. Cor- yeah. Corrugate uh, <laughs> a tube. Corrugated sleeve. Yeah. So I can my what I'm doing I'm I've got I'm aiming for December one releasing out of the warehouse. Mm-hmm. So therefore you've got Australia Post's got twenty four days to get it to, to get, get it, it under the Christmas there. tree. Yep, I think that's a great plan, Hog. So what are you saying? Are you requesting that we launch pre sales or something maybe the last week of November so that by December one you can you've got all those stickers and you've just got slap oh. and send. No, I think we've got to go now. Right. We'll go now for pre-sales. I think we, we release now. Let's people, right. people order now and then we put in the system. Yep. Right now, turn the system on. I'm looking across at Jezza, our web guy. He's giving us a thumbs up that we they're all ready to go. <laughs> they knew this day was coming. So people listening to this right now will be it's able on. to go and pre-order. Power Moves Power Volume 2. Volume 2. The, the even more powerful edition. Mm. Um, it is a cracker. We've loved doing this one. We've had it's a lot of laughs. It is better. We've had a lot of laughs putting this together. <laughs> um, so hang on. So Hogs, there's nothing. So smooth sailing from here. Did you say that the books are on the boat yet, or they're ready to go to the boat? No, they're binding it now. So they've printed it. <sighs> yep. So now they're binding it. And give everyone It'll a little. Give them a little sell about the binding because it is good oh, binding. Great binding. Oh, it's top of the range. Well, there's two options with binding. Mm-hmm. You can just do your your glue binding, or you can put a little bit of ribbon over the top mm-hmm. just for a bit of extra price, obviously, but mm-hmm. no expense spared. Mm-hmm. We've got a little blue and white ribbon, don't we? We do. Nice. Yeah, you can, go, you can go slops or you can do it right, and we've decided yeah. to do it right. We uh, wouldn't ship slops. Uh, spot UV on the cover again, I'd imagine. Spot UV. Matte lamination. Um, matte lamination. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Most you, expensive cover you can How get many GSM per page? I think it was... I think it was around the 156 mark. Wow. wow. That's a lot. That's a heavy page. It's <laughs> a heft. It's a heavy okay. page. Yeah. Oh, so 16 plus. Kids well, can read four. the book, but have an adult nearby yeah. to turn the pages. <laughs> Reinforce all the way through. Full colour. Reinforce your coffee tables. Thank you very much, Al Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat to you soon, buddy. Well, good luck to the boat. Do we need to talk about price or we just is it the same price? Well, I assume so. What? I think it's the same price. Well, are you looking to, I mean, it's been a tough year and everyone, you're looking to inflate it. A bit, <laughs> well, no. Oh, what was it? I think it was, was it thirty-four. <laughs> yeah. No, it was thirty-three for the original, and then, and then we're also we've got we've reprinted some some. Uh, oh, more some, of the dishonourable second runs, so people can yeah. still get can get Power Moves Book One as well. Yes. So okay. there's there's two options on the. Well, they're thirty-four be the bucks because they were dishonourable for not getting in, and I think the original was the thirty-three, which will this, stick with yeah. the current the current honourable price of thirty-three for the second edition. Yeah, and there'll be no insurance with it. <laughs> not required for books was required for t-shirts. Yeah, or... the customer service insurance was just for the t-shirts. <laughs> See you, buddy. All right, boys. On you, mate. Ando, mm-hmm. got another special skill that's fallen to my side of the fence here. Right. Um, one of the, it's, it comes with it's an interesting one because it's I think it's one of those ones in the area where you're kind of like, can that be done? Oh, actually, yeah. actually, maybe, maybe no. That's maybe that is incredible. I think it is fairly incredible. But I've organised a slight test. It comes from a young man 
named Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, He joins us online. We might as well get him up. Sam, ahoy. Ahoy, fellas. Sam, welcome. Yeah, Um, you write in with I'm not aware of what this is. Sam, you write in with a pretty incredible skill. I can eat a McDonald's cheeseburger in one bite, you say. Yes. Wow. Now, the technical term for that is you, the whole thing in your mouth in one go, I'd say. Is that what we term for, is that what we mean by one bite? Yep. Pretty much. I take the cheeseburger, I uh, open wide, and in it goes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we appreciate, yeah, we appreciate you breaking it down like that because I know what you mean, Ando. Some, usually a bite is you have to severing something in two <laughs> yeah. or more pieces. Mm. So there is a remain remainder after mm. the bite's taken. But what Sam's saying is I take one bite, mm. 100% of the cheeseburgers in my mouth, and the 0% is left outside my mouth. And the bite if it was a Venn diagram, yeah. his mouth completely overlaps the burger. <laughs> yes. And then I'll just want to further dig down. You then chew like other people do when they bite, and then you swallow. It's not a matter of – I've seen people with some foods, like the hot dog eating challenges where they don't you even – dip it in water. They don't even chew. They just kind of send it down. down. No, no, I, I don't – not like a python. I just – I chew once it's in there. Yes, like traditional great. biting. <laughs> great, great. Bite yes. And you don't yeah. squeeze the cheeseburger first to kill it. <laughs> yeah, Actually, you, that's an interesting question, though. Oh, are you compressing it at do all? You, yeah. Do, that's is it. Does it remain in its well, cheeseburger form? As in, would you be happy to see it on the ad like that, <laughs> or are you mm. crushing it into <laughs> a cube or a, a smaller ball to be able to fit it in your mouth? I don't crush it in. I sort of place it in and then. As I'm closing my mouth, I just make sure it's all in there, but I don't have to mangle it before it goes in. Good. Okay, so if it's a sleeping bag, you're stuffing it in, a little bit of stuffing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're not rolling it up like Andy would with a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, definitely. No, this is fast. Yeah, yeah okay. fast and loose. Good. I, I mean, sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking of this being on the ad. <laughs> Just, you know, at Macca's, well, you know, like just families cheersing and the kids opening their happy meals and like the sun setting at the beach. And, you know, like we're all for family members. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy doing? <laughs> just back, to, that guy. back to a picnic. Kids after cricket training. <laughs> 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 we should cut it into an ad. <laughs> oh, we're um, gonna get we, if this goes well, Sam. We're gonna get footage of you doing it. We should try and ma- go it. shot for shot with the Macca's ad. Yeah, from right. whatever summer is. <laughs> Jesus, put a whole burger in his mouth. <laughs> um, well, Haim, I, I mean, I'd want us. We haven't got a Zoom oh, up, and but I'd want to see. I'd want to see this in person. What I thought was like this sounds like an incredibly big mouth and and an amazing feat, but. How could we tell? How could we mm. understand what that's like can have compared enough to a normal it. person? And I ask any man in this room, who, whom is brave enough to write, oh, Will? Oh, you, sir. What's your name? Amish. Oh, okay. You just so happen to have a McDonald's cheeseburger here. I was wondering why you got what? a cheeseburger delivered to you. I mean, yes, it's not yes, that yes. normal out of the realm of possibility. It's not that weird. Yeah, that that weird. gets food sent in at no, some we, point. I mean, we've often, seen, we've often seen Jack have 12 nigiri sushi delivered to the room. <laughs> Him hand over a signature with a knowing nod to the sushi guy. <laughs> not his signature for new no, listeners. No. Hamish, Hamish and Andy cards that he would stockpile for free sushi. Um, okay. Hame, so you're unwrapping a cheeseburger. I've seen you do this many, many times before. You and I have done it together God, many, many times before. That's it, a classic, isn't it's it? It's big. 
it's like I know it's it's designed to be in a Happy Meal for kids, etc. But it's, it's still, supposed to be a complete food. It's still big. Looking at it, yeah, that's now, big. That is big. It is. It's obviously bigger than a mouth. You know, yes. bigger than what you think you mouth. When you think about how big a mouth guard is, yeah, way too. The, big. the, the two are not the same. No. So let's attempt this delicious <laughs> test. Let's set some of, tone with some music. Here we go. Hamish Blake is about to try and put the whole... The, oh, see, now I'm looking at you now, Ham. You're showing me how wide your mouth can go. <laughs> and I don't think uh-huh. if I was a postman, I'd be going, oh, no. Oh, I might take this back to the depot. Yeah, I, Couldn't I get it in so. your box. I think Couldn't I'd be knocking on box. the door and then going, damn it. I'm going to have to, yeah. yeah this, to, is come, this is coming with me back to the office. And I was hoping to knock off him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, enough. Okay, here he goes. It's going in. This is where the stuffing becomes part of. <laughs> That's allowed, by the way. I've taken it back out. That's allowed. I'm not going to do this too many times because now I'm getting spit on the burger. Okay. I'm just saying that's allowed at the end. It's edges. allowed. I'm just going to talk everyone through it. Mouth has gone in. I would say we're close to 50% through. We're Ooh. seeing some slight stuffing on the right-hand side, but it's absolutely only at 50% max. Oh, some gagging. And it, and it seems like it's hit the back of Amish's throat. He now is giggling and he's trying to compose himself, which makes perfect sense. And we'll allow a little bit of time for some more zen. <laughs> there some str- there's some strange sound effects mm. happening as Hamish still meets, I would say, 55%. He probably thought that was a victory, but he can't see himself. It's still a lot of burger hanging out of his mouth. Now, oh, he's gone for a bigger shove, 66% in two-thirds, and now it's gagging. <laughs> no, nah, he has... Shame. He's out. He's He's out. out. He's out. He's out. You may have told by the fact that he said shame. (laughs) That wasn't him swallowing the whole thing and then just saying shame. Hame. I just had to have a quick little bite there because it was too tempting when it was in my mouth nice and hot. Um, What you realise there is your tongue's got nowhere to go. (laughs) It's it's actually more of a tale of the tongue because the tongue tries to lie flat Mm. And then that's taken up too much room at the front of the mouth. Mm. So then it tra- your tongue goes to the back of the mouth. Sam, did and there's you... no room, no room there too. So J- Sam, yeah, what's your what's your tongue situation like? Did you get Big your mouth, tongue, small tongue removed to <laughs> to be able to do this feat, or have you got a tongue? I've got a tongue. I oh, think yeah. I've an extra large mouth. For me, it's not the tongue; it's the breathing. Once your tongue blocks your throat, you're done there. Okay, that's what do happened? You, do you have? And you've got an extra large mouth and a regular sized tongue, or do you think your tongue is? <laughs> you, might, you might have a paper tongue. <laughs> is, is that you got a thin tongue? <laughs> I think it's a regular tongue. But regular in a big and mouth, it's just what you're for, used or is it, it proportional? All right, yeah. Is it is it is it is it my size tongue in a huge mouth, which would make it a proportionately smaller <laughs> tongue. tongue? I see what you're getting at, Ando. I think it's a it's wider than the average tongue, but no no longer. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what that yeah, You're means. just reading off your CV now. <laughs> <laughs> other, other stats. I have a wider than the average tongue, well, but no, I assure you, no longer. Hey, are we going to be in a position this year, do you think, I before the so. show finishes, to fly this man in so we can see it in real life? Sam, where do you live? Brisbane. Beautiful. Yeah, okay. It's, um, it's going to be tough for you, Brisbane. one of the toughest like states. Queensland um, have really tightened up the borders. but Look, it was... It was now that I've actually, I'm very interested, in and now that I've oh. tried that, because I could feel, have you ever spewed doing it, Sam, or, or spewed doing something bigger? Because I felt like I could have accidentally triggered a spew. No, but I've watched people say, oh, I could do that, and then they proceed to spew. Yeah. Because it, it was it was resting right on the trigger, and I thought, gee, we better and just cancel this, because we're going to have the cross-promotion no one asked for, because I had grilled for lunch. <laughs> so... 
a cheeseburger flying out into the studio on a wave of three-hour-old grilled yeah. would have been – it would have just – yeah, it would have been like an, an Uber Eats car accident. Yep. Okay, well, let's put that on the agenda again. This is not a Peter out. I, I repeat, no. this is not. No, I'm invested now because I've experienced how difficult that is to do. Um, guys out there, Sarah, Mike, we'd love to have this on the agenda for when we can safely travel. Um, and look, I'd I'd would be tempted to do two weeks hotel quarantine to go up and see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not there yeah. yet, but I'll see how I feel. Give me 24 hours to think about. We could that. live in Sam's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz resting my head on his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it won't be enough room for me lengthwise, but perhaps widthwise. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. We'll chat soon. Thanks, guys. See you, mate. Hey, we have a digital horse racing stable. For people yeah, who don't do. know what that is, we have used digital currency, a bit like Bitcoin, to buy digital horse races, horses, and we yep. race them in the We home. don't buy the horse races yet, but we are looking into fixing some. It does yeah. seem to be hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and uh, we swapped money for Ethereum for horses, and it's a trade we've never regretted. No. We have, how many digital horses are we up to? Well, we'll ask our trainer as we jump Doof. into this. Doofy, uh, horse, digital horse trainer, sorry, extraordinaire. How are you, Doof? Digital Ahoy. How are you going, guys? <laughs> digital Ahoy. Uh, are you down at the stables at the moment just cleaning out the digital <laughs> barn? <laughs> Thankfully, I don't need to do that. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, you are, but I assume you'd have several computer screens within your line of sight right now. Yes, I do. And yeah. um, several computers, I think, is probably better to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're basically Morpheus, but you're a horse trainer. <laughs> well, I feel like it's the only thing I buy is, is computers and computer screens, and I just keep collecting more. So, Doofy, like, you're charged with the task of assembling a stable, a stable for us. We've purchased some horses. We've also been breeding these horses to try and create more digital horses. How many horses do we have at the moment? We're up to eight. Great. Yes. Great. That so, is a real, that's a stable. That is a stable, Ham. Yeah, I mean, we're going well. Oh, um, must be nice, eh, bloody horse? <laughs> Doofy, the big question is, though, um, Jack yep. Post, he named, he, we all got to name one of our horses. Hamish and I, we stuck with, uh, stuck with names that reflected the podcast and the radio show from over yep. the years. Jack called his Jack Post. I think it was a kind of like you got a bit carried away, didn't you, Jack? And like you got a head of steam up, and you just want to be nice to have a horse called Jack Post. I'm still thrilled with it. How's Jack Post doing, Doofy? He, he's actually doing really well. Um, he right. had a big win under his yes. uh, under his belt as well. Well, well. done, Jack. Big prize pool. Oh, how much is how much has he won us? Oh, his, his ROI was sitting at about 300 percent last time I checked. Woo. Wow! So to be up so, around there again, still. Amazing. Great investment. Might, might, Jack, put him in your self-managed super fund. <laughs> <laughs> but this the, thing earns. Well, All right. That, that, well, here's the we tricky put, thing. We put is, him up there, though. We put yeah. him up in the stud bun and we off, well, we, we made it open for any yep. other digital horse out there to come. People can get a slice of, of, of the action, literally. Mm. You can buy a romantic engagement, a servicing, a stud servicing yep. from Jack Post the Horse in the stud bun, in the digital stud bun, Doofy. What's the ratio between the amount of time um, Jack Post is on the track mm. and the amount of time he's rooting in, uh, <laughs> in the digital love house. house in the sheets? Like, what's the the track's sheets s split? 
Um, so he, he well look, he's been in the stud barn for two weeks total. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. He's only <laughs> well he's only he been be he's only been serviced the one time. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hang on, isn't he a, isn't he a stallion though? Doesn't he do the surfacing? <laughs> Well, yeah, well, either way. So horrible mistake. <laughs> there will be no babies. <laughs> he's had a good time, but he's not making a baby. <laughs> he is a beautiful china pink colour. So um, right. we, we, ca- we caught him in the corner servicing himself. <laughs> Stay focused, post. <laughs> so I've had one intimate partner. One intimate partner, yeah. Okay, so is that, uh, that's low, isn't it? Did that's someone low, buy it? Someone bought it, but this was before we did the the advert, and we um we tried to push him for a nice thousand dollar stud fee. Just so I'm not confused, we did the advert where I said Jack Post the horse is open to root your horses, and <laughs> yeah. then he was in the stud barn for two weeks, and nobody nothing came. happened. No one came. He was in, he was in I mean, for a week <laughs> before that. Wow, just before. <laughs> yeah. Jack just swore. Jack. Literally, no one came. It was absolutely, it was dry as a bone in there. So I've um, scripted up something again, Jack. Now this, obviously we went, your initial ad to entice mares into the stud barn was, you know, you've turned them off. Something in that ad turned them off. I think I've written up a new ad here highlighting the fact that you're now Cheaper, yeah. Um, <laughs> so people not not scared of not scared away by the high price we put on you. I've just emailed it to you as it come up. Great. Uh, okay, I've got it. Okay, Jack, right, put the that. music on. Put Jack, the- read the script <laughs> and let the barn doors fly open to the line of ladies that will be there after Jack's okay. successful ad. Am I before I read this? Am I sexy voice again or am I normal voice now? You're Sorry. just. You I mean you are being the digital horse here? We should point out this is obviously not Jack Post the human. He's happily married. <laughs> yeah, um, soon to be way. a father. He's someone did Jack pay or, the price. <laughs> Jack Post the horse. <laughs> has not had as much success as Jack Post the human at this stage. And we want to change that. So this is just however you embody Jack Post the, the horse. The horse, yeah, okay. Hang on. Fire up the music again. Here we go. Hey, all you fine digital lady horses. It's Jack the sexy digital stallion here. Just want to say that I'm still here, still red hot to root, still waiting for your call. There seems to be some price hesitation around my services, but I can assure you, no one will get the job done better than me. And when you think about it, I am obviously fairly pent up. (laughs) If you're the first to purchase, you'll get a heck of a load of my glorious digital seed. Nice. So search for Jack Post Digital Horse Sex and receive an absolutely five-star service for backpacker hostel prices. What I'm saying, without being desperate, is this thoroughbred will thoroughly bone you for cheap. Nice. Now that, I'm going to get the job done. I think we have to go lower. How cheap are we going here? Well, just the ad doesn't match the $500 price. It feels like we've got Jack Post at the moment on a street corner in Arseless Chaps. (laughs) Hostel prices sounds like twenty two dollars yeah. a night. Type I think thing. let's what would do if he would would one hundred and forty bucks be too much? Do you think? I don't think we can even put him in for that cheap. To be completely honest, really? I think the, the the least we can put him in for is probably around two hundred and fifty. So we can okay. put him in a bare bottom minimum. Yeah, bare bottom. Doofy, is there like a first one free sort of thing that we could do? Like Jack, <laughs> you're mating. To create, like, they're not coming back for another one. They've already got your seed. <laughs> you idiot. Jack just wants to go in for pleasure. Or you get one for free if you can recommend two others to play full price or something like that. Yeah, pyramid scheme. Um, yeah, okay, Doofy, when, when, when are we sending him back in? So um, one thing we need to talk about, which, we, which will sort of segue perfectly into that, is we're in the middle of a, a, a Z-run tournament with a lot of money. So, But that right. finishes... Um, 
around Melbourne Cup Day. So I think that... How, how much money can we win with if we win this tournament? A $300,000 prize pool, USD. Oh, and what, so Jack, is Jack going well in that? Yeah, he's, he's doing well. He's just outside qualification. He's about 10 horses outside, but he's only raced uh, five times. So we've got a lot of time uh, and a lot of races to get him into qualification. And he's he's... Started his campaign well. Is Jack Post the best horse in our stable at the moment? Uh, Two-foot Tony would be. Two-foot Tony, thank you. Two-foot Tony would be. Okay, great. (laughs) Is Jack racing so well because he's full of beans? (laughs) (laughs) You do hear that they tell soccer players not to have sex the night before a big match. (laughs) Should we keep him out of the stud bar and keep him all juiced up? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's keep Jack Post pent up. Let's keep him out of the stud barn for the meet, but straight after Tightly wound. Tightly. Straight after this, so like, what are we saying? First week in November, he'll be. Check- I'm going to do it at Melbourne Cup Day. Oh, what a great synergy! What a great day. <laughs> yeah. So he gets to go back in the barn for some yeah. relief on Melbourne Cup Day. Yep, and that'll be a uh, day after the tournament finishes, in case he makes it through to the finals. Okay, um, so he'll be ready to go. Back over. Oh business. yeah, walk into the walk into the barn with the trophy. Um, Jack, can you last till then? I can last till then. Are we talking? <laughs> Because Jack Post is getting so good, maybe off air we got to start talking about the split of like. All right. (laughs) Surprised it took this long. Hey, I want to quickly just touch on this. Last week we brought uh, AFL superstar Jonathan Brown to task on an ad for four and twenty meat pies, Mm -hmm. where it appears like he takes a lot of pies and he doesn't pay for them in the ad. Yep. And you brought up a great theory that maybe the vendor of the pies, the seller, yep. just went, look, it's not worth arguing. I'll lose more money yep. not moving product at, say, quarter time where it's a high uh, turnover rate of pies. So just when, you're in, when you're in the pie game, especially the mobile pie game as that pie vendor is, mm. you have a very small window to peddle your wares, yep. similar to the Easter egg business, but yeah. much, much tighter window. Yeah, exactly. And they're hot. You've got a, a heat. They're hot. So you've got a temperature, you know, it, that's decreasing temperatures. The, both pies are rapidly cooling, no matter how well insulated your box is. Yeah. You've only got a certain number of people that you can get to. Mm. And, you know, you see this person in the ad, we believe, in the ad as Brandy takes three or four pies mm. uh, without paying. You see that a look flick across their face. They quickly make the calculation. He's not giving me the money. He thinks he's on some sort of free deal. I don't have time to explain to him the franchisee wholesale purchase pie plan that I'm on (laughs) and explain to him that then I have to recoup my losses. I'm better off pursuing profit margin from the other customers who won't stiff me because they think they're on the celebrity pie plan. So that's a real Easter egg in the ad. Obviously, most people enjoy the ad for the song and the pies and the excitement, but we we look at it for the pie seller's face. Absolutely. So we, we said something on the show. We were like, well, is this the right call from the pie seller <laughs> uh, at, at, a, at a mathematical level? Yes. There's a thing called game theory, which I never studied at, at uni. I was aware of people that did, but mm. the, the Russell Crowe movie, A Beautiful Mind, is about, I think his name is John Nash, the mm. mathematician who came up with game theory. Mm. And it's, I mean, I'm making this up from my 15-year-old <laughs> memory of the movie A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. I think it's something, I think it's to do with stuff like this, yeah. like like a mathematical way of analysing outcomes and who's it better for and what. And we put the call out to Adam Spencer. He's the, we said, yeah, Spencer will know about this. Yes. Uh, but before he did, Ando, mm. 
before. I mean, has, I believe Spencer's got back to you. Has, Spencer, yes. has he come forward with something? He, he has, but nothing specific to our case. So I'd like to touch on his first. Okay, you, you touch on it because I've got something from an economics student. That is a two-page assignment. Really? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. well, Spence will be thrilled here because he wrote he wrote to me saying, "Ahoy, pastry lovers!" I had a quick scan uh, of the mathematical literature literature showing uh, potential game theoretic implications of hot pie selling at football matches. <laughs> he said, "Unfortunately." There's not a lot, and quite concerning <laughs> that there has. No one's investigated this. So this man that you've got is better. But he said though, uh, he sent through a number of articles. Um, he said markups on staple foods. He said the best is uh, snow cone profit. It's at ninety-two wow, to ninety. Of course, 90- it is. They're just selling <laughs> water. <laughs> They're selling water. They're selling water and cordial. Ninety-seven percent markup on a snow cone. The appreciate the ninety-two percent markup on the snow cone, do you? Because you know they're using premium cordial. <laughs> if they're spending eight percent of their profits, you like. I thank you for using the good stuff. Would you say pizza is the closest to a meat pie? Because this is American stats. He said the markup. This, this article is the markup on a pizza sits between sixty-nine and seventy-five percent. I say that would be probably close to what we encounter with the meat pie. I think meat pies are a better business, though, aren't they? Because I imagine so. I, I reckon. You know the other one you, that was big here. Yep. Popcorn. Yeah. Massive. I mean, I it's the whole say. business. It's the whole business. <laughs> Jack knows. He's been on the front line. They lose money on the movies yes. to yep. get you on the popcorn. Um, so he says that that's to do with markups. We might be able to get some information out of that with the 4 and 20 pies. He other said the other example, though, of game theory within food sales is the hot dog vendor paradox. Give it to us. Which, which, is, which <laughs> states, similar to service stations, that you're better off. Why do you go for miles and miles without seeing any? And then you see two or three right next to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like in a New York or something, there's heaps it, of hot dog same guys with hot next dogs. to each other. It, the, the example they set up was at the beach where it makes more mathematical sense for them for, for two hot dog stands to both be in the middle. Uh, of the beach. Of the beach, yes. Yep. Rather yeah. than forcing people to split. Yeah. So it's can't. like when you when you see like there's four dry cleaners next to each other or whatever. <laughs> where you're like, why are they doing that? Like, why why would number four come along and go? We're onto something here. Yeah. Is it because? But you, when you think about it, you're like, if it's the beach, you go a combined a double hot. I don't know. I don't see too many hot dogs at the beach. To be honest, too many hot dog sellers at the beach. But let's say it's ice cream trucks. A combined excitement of two ice cream trucks gets you in the mood for the an ice cream, and you don't mm. care which one you buy but it would tip over people on the fringe of not buying an ice cream mm. to believe that there are now many ice cream trucks there and it might have that might bring more total customers to the trucks if a third ice cream truck or hot dog stand arrives there'll be a continual jostle for position to get out of the middle position you don't but, want to be in the middle you don't want to be in the middle because people come from both sides and go to their first one loved in my mind all i'm seeing is just Mr. Whippy's backing into each other to try and, <laughs> and like, like, like a demolition derby, like nudging the other one into the middle and people just, no one buying any ice creams and they're just being a big jostle between Mr. Whippy's. Yes. All right. Very interesting. Um, all right. We'll park the would you rather sell pies or pizzas conversation for another day. I think pies hand down, hands down. You'd rather be in the pie game because you can freeze them a lot better than a pizza. Yes. Like a, a, a frozen pie mm-hmm. trumps, you know, and you can quality make, wise. Yeah. I could also, you, you, anyway, another day for that. <laughs> another day. And you just, you don't get many, you, know, you just, you don't get many, um, you know, you got to pay for like delivery and stuff. 
with a pizza. I just, I, I hats off day. to Domino's. Okay, because you, you know, you sometimes go, well, all of that for 20 bucks in sales. Yeah. You got like, motorbike guys. Yeah. You got people taking the order. Like, you got people like Hogs who used to deliver uh, pizzas to Pizza Haven, <laughs> yeah. often leaving the pizzas on the roof when he went yeah. into Mishaps galore. I mean, <laughs> it's would, wild. He would often. I, Get to the next house and go, where are all the pizzas? Damn it. I left them on the roof at the previous house. Me and Andy driving behind him, mouths open, just hoovering up his pizzas. Um, Ando, this comes in from Lily. She, I think she's a graduate economics student or at least an economics student. She's given us a two-page um, assessment entitled The Brownie Pie Problem. Great. Which is hopefully one day is talked about in mathematical circles like the hot dog conundrum. Um <laughs> So you've got players, brownie, B, pie lady, P. <laughs> There's then a split chart with brownie at the top, B at the top, splits off into pay and don't pay averages, right? There's a lot of brackets. There's a lot of arrows. There's mm -hmm. like quite a lot of notation that I don't understand and would be super boring to hear me mm. um, try and theorize. So using backwards induction, which is a thing in game theory, oh, uh, she has come to the conclusion that Brownie will choose don't pay, given the <laughs> options available to him, and the equilibrium outcome mm. is that he doesn't pay and she moves on. Really? So she has made the right, right call yeah, rather than true. standing her ground <laughs> and fighting for the money. She's made the right call in that scenario. You can Jack see why they looked. John Nash, you know, yeah. had so many laughs. If, you see, if I remember the movie Beautiful Mind correctly, he just seemed to have a pretty fun time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.